Putin has issued Russia's energy resources to coerce and manipulate its neighbors. That's how he's used it. He's used the profits to drive his war machine. That's President Biden. He was in Belgium this week and then wrapped up in Poland on Friday. Senator Jack Reed is in studio with me. Senator, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Gene. Nice oh, to have you pleasure. back. Let's like begin. It. You and I are taping on a Friday. The president just arrived in Poland. What's the mission over there? Well, the mission is to continue to keep our alliance strong. And it's a remarkable diplomatic feat to bring not only the NATO countries together, but countries like Switzerland for the first time have abandoned their traditional neutrality, mm -hmm. all to try to defuse and deter the Russians. Uh, that, together with our military presence, is a significant reason why the Ukrainians are doing well. But the most important reason is the courage of the Ukrainian people yeah. and the leadership of President Zelensky. But, you know, we have to keep the pressure on, and his presence there signals once again to the Russians that we are there to ensure there is a appropriate resolution of this crisis. Okay, I'm going to pick up on two words you just said. You mm -hmm. said deter. The president yesterday said, well, the sanctions weren't, weren't deterring anybody. Did you hear him say that? I, my, my threat of sanctions were not meant as a deterrence. How is that possible? Because his cabinet members are saying the very opposite well, before they went in. What is happening it is a combination. I think he might be alluding to that. Deterrence alone will not, uh, sanctions alone right. will not stop them. Sanctions together with the world community standing as one, and with two notable exceptions, China and India, but the world community standing as one, with intelligence operations, which he has used very adroitly. We believe we've been able to prevent some false flag operations the Russians planned, mm -hmm. because we basically the day before said they're going to do this, and they, they couldn't do it. So that combination of a whole-of-government approach and an international approach together with the courage of the Ukrainian people, that's it. So I think the, the, the real nuanced yeah. definition is sanctions alone doesn't work. Everything has to work. You said the Ukrainians are doing well. Are they doing well? Uh, they're getting hammered as we, we speak. And by the way, who, one of the great minds in history said truth is the first casualty of war. Do you have better reporting than I'm consuming? One day I see Putin uh, could be out of his mind because he's put on a few pounds. Uh, one report, Daily Mail, had 40,000 Russians either killed or captured. Another was five to seven. We're all over the map. Uh, we have intelligence, and I think we have very good intelligence, but it's never perfect. Uh, and the most difficult things to assess in intelligence are the intangibles, the fighting spirit of the Ukrainians. I think we underestimated that. The capability and the leadership of the Russians, I think we overestimated that. And then we also didn't, because we thought they had mastered conventional warfare, we didn't grasp the fact that they, wouldn't have, they would have logistical problems, mm -hmm. Uh, they would have problems moving around. And I think what they did is they, had a, they, they misjudged the Ukrainians also significantly. They thought they were going to sweep in, mm -hmm. and they didn't. And the fight is very fierce in places. Uh, around Kyiv, it looks as if the Ukrainians are beginning to push back the Russians. In Mariupol, the Russians are using everything mm -hmm. they can to you know, destroy the city, but the Ukrainians refuse to surrender. Again, another signal of we're determined. You were in the audience when the Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, right. he dressed you almost personally and everybody else, please help me, I need a no-fly zone. Is that fair of him to keep pressing for a no-fly zone, knowing that could that, that would have you firing at the Russians? It's World War III. Well, is, well, he's getting pretty good reviews, but let's right. push back a little. Is yeah. that fair? Well, a question, uh, 
I think he understands that for many reasons the no-fly zone is not an option. But I think he also understands that his country and the lives of all his countrymen are at stake. He is in a desperate position. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, in a way, Churchill uh, in, in 1939, 1940. And I'm sure he made many claims and many statements uh, trying to urge us into the battle. Um, it might not have been fair, but it was understandable. Okay. Uh, how fair is it to us here at home? You know, the president's been softening us up. Expect high gas prices. Mm -hmm. Just today, he said, expect real food shortages. Mm -hmm. Here in the U.S., the quote is, it's going to be real. The price of sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. No. Imposed upon us? You That's mean I've right. got to pay more for this? No. Is that fair to us? Uh, this is a situation where the American people have to make a, a decision with their, their feet, really, not just with their voices and the vote, uh, of whether we're going to stand, really stand with Ukraine and stand against Putin. Here's the consequences. If Ukraine had fallen quickly, that would not have sated Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. The next step would be the Baltics, I believe, to take those over. The next step would be Poland. And then it would be this march. If we can stop him now, it'll be a, a historic feat. And also, if we can prevent this situation from escalating to a direct conflict. And so these sanctions are critically important. The problem we, we have is that uh, both the Ukraine and Russia are major wheat growers right. and major producers of fertilizer. Mm -hmm. That's going to impact. And natural gas. Right? And natural gas. For the Germans. And right. Germany is making sacrifice. It's going to be a worldwide sacrifice. Yeah. But this is one of those things where I think the president is right to stand up and say ahead of time, this is going to be a tough go, rather than sort of pretend this is easy. Yeah. It's not easy. You're really telling the people in Cranston and Warwick, well, yes, you're going to pay higher gas and you may have gas shortages because it's worth saving Ukraine? Do you really think that he was going to march and get, grab NATO countries? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's, he... Uh, uh, that may be it. It's a hard sell sometimes, Senator. Right? No, people it is, are looking but... at their 401k and no, no, it's no, a long no, way away. No, no. I, people, you know, they justifiably uh, are concerned about the economic situation here and particularly, you know, working families yeah. and people who can't avoid, you know, buying food for the kids. I met with a a young woman this week from uh, Providence, and she's trying to get her CCRI degree. She has two jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, she has a, a social worker during the day and a banquet waitress at night. She's raising two children, and we were talking. She said, she, you know, when she goes to the store, she goes through every, you know, clipping to right. get every coupon she can get. It's tough. But, you know, the consequences, I think, of... Uh, sort of, you know, just standing by and letting Ukraine collapse will not be okay. just limited to the Ukraine. All right, listen, you've made it clear that this is worth whatever price we're paying at home to save well, Ukraine. Well, I think we can alleviate and try to alleviate some of the prices. One is that, you know, I've called upon and the president has taken some steps to relieve fuel from the National Petroleum Reserve. Mm -hmm. There are uh, contemplations of you know, trying to provide some uh, gas tax relief. Connecticut just passed legislation. Yes. There are things we can do to, to help mitigate, particularly for working Americans. But I, I think we would be dishonest if we sat around and said, oh, this is easy. We're not, nothing, yeah. you, know, you won't feel a thing. We have to be honest. Just a couple of quick footnotes. You're right. Connecticut passed no gas tax. They, a quarter, take away the quarter gas tax in Connecticut mm -hmm. April, May, June. Yeah. Maryland did it. Georgia did it. 
Uh, now, perhaps you and I are taping on a Friday. Rhode Island may or may not do it. Would you urge the legislature to drop the state gasoline tax? They might be listening. Well, no. I, I, th I think what I would do is it has to be considered, uh, and it has to be done in a way that, first of all, uh, the savings are passed on to the consumer, not to the hydrocarbon companies. And also, uh, we have to understand that that gas tax is the way we pay for road construction. Yep. We, we meet the... Uh, the federal money that we help bring in, my Sheldon, Jim, and David and I, that has to be matched 20% with, right. with uh, state money. So we have to do that. So they, if they can figure out how to accomplish those missions, I think it would be a sensible approach. Well, they've got a surplus. They've got the billion that you brought in for ARPA money. Is yeah. that possible that we could take some of the billion and throw it at the gas tax and alleviate it for the next three months? Is that allowed? Uh, the flexibility is such. I'd have to go back and double okay. check. But there's great flexibility in ARPA money. And, and in some respects, you know, yeah. money is fungible. So they could, you know, move money that they were going to spend on a certain project, which is clearly covered by ARPA. What about the federal gas tax? Federal gas tax we should consider. But once again, that goes to our basic mm. highway reimbursement to the state. That's been dedicated to highway construction since yeah. President Eisenhower instituted it in the 1950s. Well, you know, we're throwing a lot of money around. We are. And uh, um, Larry Summers, who was uh, President Obama's chief economic yeah. advisor, you know him, president of Harvard. I do. He said, you threw too much money around. Mm -hmm. That's why the economy is overheated. And he dropped inflation right at President Biden's doormat. Mm -hmm. And you voted for some of these programs. Right. Is Larry right? I don't think so. Uh, I think basically the inflationary pressure started with supply interruptions caused by COVID. One of the, the first items that became very expensive, automobiles. Mm -hmm. uh, not because we were spending a lot of money, federal money on automobiles, it's because they couldn't find the chips. And that drove the price of used cars up dramatically. We're seeing the same thing with respect to other products. Uh, consumer demand has increased, but what he's not taking into consideration is what would have happened had we not acted? Uh, first of all, our actions have driven down the unemployment rate dramatically. Uh, yesterday's filings for first-time un unemployment are the lowest since, I think, the 1960s and 1950s. The, we're, we've got a 3.8% unemployment rate. People are desperate. Companies are desperately looking right. for workers. Wages are going up. Mm -hmm. So uh, without, I think, some of the steps we've taken, we might have seen what we did in the 30s where production collapses and, and households have nothing. I, wa I want to get to some other issues, mm -hmm. but let's just wrap this up before we sure. go to a break. Uh, there's talk in Congress of maybe giving people some kind of a gas card, some yes. kind of direct relief. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, there's an, in there's an income threshold for that. And I'm not why I'm puzzled. Why is that, Senator? Because why, you should get the gas relief, too. You spend well, gas. No, listen, you know, we have to be realistic. Uh, there are very well-to-do people, and uh, you know I'm certainly able to you know, pay for my gas, even if it gets expensive. But you, you look at families, like the young lady I spoke about, yeah. two children, two jobs, trying to get a college degree. They need it before people who are you know, living very comfortably with two or three homes and the children are all out of college. We have to be realistic because it goes back to the point I think you're getting yeah. at. If we're spending too much money, then we have to balance how much we spend and who, who will get that benefit. I, I read 75000 would be the cap. That could be a cop and a firefighter. That could be a teacher who's been around for a while and an ACI, a correctional yeah. officer. They're not rich people. 
No, they're not. But it's it's. I think yeah. that what they're what we're trying to reach is those who are most in need of help. Okay. That's a question for them of choosing between rent, gas, or food. All right. I understand. You maybe priorities. Yeah. You first, then you first. But certainly, 150 household income is not rich after taxes. It's not not that much. No, to send so your kids we're to not college. talking about that. But we're talking about I think starting with relief. Again, you know, yeah. uh, we could do it for everybody, but. Uh, People with several homes and driving $100,000 cars and gassing up, I think some of my constituents would say, hey, that's not fair. Senator Jack Reed is with us in studio. Senator, before we went to break, we were talking about maybe giving gas cards, gas mm -hmm. relief on a federal level. We'd send you either a $500 check mm -hmm. or a $100 check, whatever it is. It's, it's not done yet. It's an, I an, idea. an idea. And we were batting around maybe people who make over 75000 ought to get it. Right now, that's a cap. You know, in Rhode Island, there's a move now to raise the income tax. There are some far-left uh, far Democrats in your party mm -hmm. up there at the State House. They want to go from 59 to 89 And uh, on the radio, we're having a very spirited discussion about chasing more people out of Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. You know the bold-faced names as soon as they can to get down to Florida. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that, the, the flight from Rhode Island, because people want to go to Florida? Well, I, you know, you would like to see people stay uh, for many reasons. One is yeah. that they're, they've been contributing to this state for their whole lives, uh, and taxes is, is an issue. And there's no doubt about it. And it's competition between different states, and that's a factor that has to be weighed when you consider raising income taxes. This is a moment, though, where the state is enjoying significant surplus, mm -hmm. significant federal assistance, and so the logic of a tax increase here to pay for critical um, education, right. et cetera, is not as compelling as in previous times when we really had to just balance our budget and there was only one recourse. Right. So I think that should be carefully studied, but uh, with this surplus in place, I think uh, we can look at different ways. Yeah. And one other way, too, about the tax system is uh, we just tend to talk about both, you know, what's the rate, et cetera, rather than what are the technical yeah. uh, exemptions, what taxes do we impose that really are dis disincentives to businesses, what taxes we can we impose that will not chase business out, yeah. in fact, will help them come in. Does this raise a larger issue of division in your party? Now, there, there, are, there are some far-left progressives up there. They want to jack the income tax mm -hmm. up on the very same people who keep the state going, 5.9 to 8.9. Mm -hmm. Some of them are the same people who say defund the police. Mm -hmm. Does this make you cringe when you're behind doors with your other Democrats? No, no, you must I, be saying, what's going on here? Listen, I think one of the things that... Uh, both parties, but I think uh, the, my party has been uh, engaged in, is a vigorous debate about... That's a nice way to put it, Senator. No, no, <laughs> it's true. Uh, but that, if we don't have that debate, yeah. if we are all sort of stereotypical, we fall in line, then you don't get some of the creativity and the innovation and the, the, the ideas that we need to move forward. So I think, you know, I think the debate is extremely useful. And frankly, you know, uh, we're for, very fortunate in Rhode Island. We have extraordinary public safety officers, police and fire. Yeah. They are courageous, they, are, they sacrifice, et cetera. And also, uh, their leadership uh, in, in Providence, Chief Clemens, uh, their contact with the community, they've done a superb job, I think. So, so and it, it's not just about right. you know, having the equipment, 
it's getting to be with the people. So you're I, I you're think the senior I, statesman now for the party. Uh, you're it. You fit comfortably into Senator Pell's shoes. Everybody knows you. You're, <laughs> you're the guy. So what do you say to some of these younger Democrats? Defund the police. Some of them said abolish the police. This is going to be an issue in the Providence mayoral election. Because no, 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 I'm going to ask them. No, no. I've got to tell you right now, we are fortunate. We have, I think, police that are very sensitive to the communities. Uh, it was demonstrated, again, by the Providence in the wake of yeah. the George Floyd killing, where we were able to, they were able to work directly with Black, Black Lives Matters to understand that there is an issue here in the communities of, of police approaches, police tactics. And they've, they've taken it and they've got dedicated community mm -hmm. police officers. And I think we have to get away from sort of the, this notion of, you know, surplus military equipment, that's what we give them. What we have to do is, is make sure that they understand the social dynamics that are going on. Better education, better training. And I think we're, we're doing okay. that in Rhode Island. All right, fair enough. This leads us nicely into the Supreme Court. Uh, Judge Katanji mm -hmm. uh, Brown-Jackson is going to be passed. You're going to vote for her. Yes. Senator Whitehouse is yes. going to vote for yes. her. He made that very, very clear. She may get no Republican votes. Uh, this is like a kabuki dance. Mm -hmm. However, you know, that's, you know what's, when we're going to look back in history, we're going to look at this answer. Somebody said to her, can you define what a woman mm -hmm. is? You've heard this. I'll play it for you, then you react. No, I was Marsha Blackburn. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The of the if there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, Senator, you could give me the definition. You married one, you have a daughter, I, have a daughter. I married one, I have three right. daughters. What was so hard about answering that question? Well, It's I, the one that's going to stick out. It is going to stick out, but it was not a question uh, that was posed as a serious, in my view, a serious evaluation of her qualities to be a justice on the Supreme Court. It was kind of political grandstanding because of all these transgender, transsexual legislation throughout the country. Wouldn't that be the follow-up, though, Senator? She never well, asked the follow-up. I mean, if someone says, can you define a woman? Excuse me. Yeah. There should have been a follow-up. The reason I'm asking this question is, what is your legal position on laws, right. that, et cetera? That wasn't done. This was part of, the, of a lot of theatrics that we observed. You know, we had Senator Hawley talking about uh, not strongly sentenced right. child pornographers, guess what? Uh, he voted for Republican judges appointed by Trump that did the same thing as Judge Jackson. Senator Cruz was talking about all these terrible critical race theory at the school who she sent her daughters to. Uh, he sends his daughters to school in morning. Houston. Yes. You've which, read the papers. Yes, <laughs> but you, so we're talking not about probing right. someone for what's your political philosophy? How would you decide this? What is your sense of that? This was just, in many respects, I said, political grandstanding. All right, Senator, though, the question was direct. Can you define a woman? She said, I can't. I am not a biologist. Well, you know. Uh, I mean, you could see. No, I, you, I think, frankly, you know, it was uh, it was a trick question, and I think the judge responded by saying, I don't want to go there. The other factor, too, is if you're serious about this, is that there has been an evolution in, in the world over mm -hmm. the last, our lifetime, right. where the, the issue of, of uh, gender is both the psychological and physiological 
combination. She could have addressed that, Senator. No, she, she could have said, by the way, we know about uh, different chromosomes. We know yeah, about no. the, uh, different body makeups. Yeah. However, we're in this area. She didn't say that. No, she said, she... I'm not a biologist. That's why she's getting hammered. Well, I, you know, the hammering comes because, you know, um, frankly, very deliberately, uh, several members on the other side just wanted to get her into a situation where she is commenting upon issues that are very controversial and very much uh, controversial in their base. And as, as we point out, we, you, you, as you notice, a lot of these were so hypocritical uh, questions uh, that I think the judge just sort of handled it. Uh, by, and, and it's a fair answer to I say. Want, I want to be fair. You noticed they were hypocritical, not me. I just, raised, I just raised the question. You know what? Let's give Mitch McConnell the last word before we go to a break. This is the other side. Can, we want I to can, be fair and balanced. I, well, let's do that. Go ahead. I went into the Senate process with an open mind, but after studying the nominee's record and watching her performance this week, I cannot and will not support Judge Jackson for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. Senator Reid, uh, all the pundits say a red wave is coming. You've been on both sides of that. Do you believe that? No, I think it's much too early to, to make a judgment. Uh, I think there are a lot of factors that will play out. Uh, you know, the course of the conflict in Ukraine, mm -hmm. uh, other actions, where, where is inflation uh, come September, October? I think it's much uh, easier to, to see the wave coming if it is in September, right. not now. If it is coming, should we at least have one Republican? Who can, have a, who can have a direct dialogue with the powers that be? Uh, you, we, uh, maybe that might be a second district. No, no, I got to tell you, uh, you know, we have been able with, um, because of the talent of my colleagues, even in the Trump administration, uh, we were very successful. In fact, I, I was able, working with Susan Collins, my colleague from Maine, Republican, to get a special program for bridges in the United States. Okay. And Rhode Island got the most money, $50 million a year. Just so that was a Republican president. I can also, you know, it was interesting, too, we were able to convince President Trump to extend uh, protections for the mm -hmm. Liberians here in Rhode Island. And then uh, we were able, working with Jim Minhoff as the Republican chairman of the Armed Services Committee, to get a lot done. Just about one minute left. Should we, should we, uh, should we forgive student loans? I think we should look to forgiving student loans, but I think the mechanism should be by public service. I think we should have a program. In fact, we're trying to revive the one that mm -hmm. was dismantled by the previous administration. Have one in which if you can make yourself to serious public service, then your loans will be forgiven. Should we weigh federal penalties for marijuana possession? About 30 seconds left. Uh, That's going to come by. By the way, it's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. I, I think what we have to face that. We haven't really faced it yet, frankly. And, and because states are adopting it, 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 they're legalizing it, and we're really out of sync with the states. But. Uh, I'm looking forward to the debate on that one. Senator, I want to have you back again. I'll have you on the radio. Thanks for coming Thanks, in. Thanks, Gene. Always Covered, a pleasure. Covered a lot of ground.